welcome to the Big Bad Bike Show, the ultimate motorcycle podcast. On the weekend of the King's Coronation, who was crowned the winner in Catalonia, and whose championship looks to be going down the throne? I am your host, the up north biker, Ash Haw, and with me as always, feeding us the news, is Chris Chippy Ballard. Hello. Sam is still away with work, but here we are to uh, carry on with the podcast. Mm. If you're listening in on YouTube, please like and subscribe and hit that notification bell too, and that way you won't miss an episode. Uh, Coming up on the show, we've got the all-new Who Am I, as always. Uh, We'll be catching up on the World Superbikes in Catalonia and chatting about the BSB Racing at Alton Park from the Bank Holiday Monday. Unfortunately, we couldn't talk about that because we recorded on a Sunday, so (laughs) chatting about that today. And we are also looking forward to the MotoGP uh, Le Mans circuit in France. It's not Le Mans. Le Mans, that's what I said. It sounded more like Le Mans. Oh, all right. Le Mans. You said. Le Mans in the France. Lemon. Um, I was going to make a gesture there, but it's probably best I don't. (laughs) All right, so... um, yeah, like I said, unfortunately, Sam is away with work again. But me and Chippy, uh, we, yeah, we thought we did a great job last week, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I think we did a good job. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it went all right, actually. Yeah, we... Sam said, uh, in his words, it wasn't too bad. Like, it wasn't good, it, was, it just wasn't too bad. Oh, yeah, I know, but... Uh, Not uh, too bad. Sam's like the Fuhrer, isn't he? Like, when yeah. it comes to the podcast... <laughs> Oh god! Well, the thing is, right? It's a bit of a confession time already. I haven't watched the World Superbikes from this weekend, well, that, and the amount of abuse he's given me for that, telling me I'm not putting in the effort and this, that, and the other. It's kind of nice because it's, it's like, usually me. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, <laughs> I was at work. I've got things going on with the house. It was also the King's Coronation, which I kind of wanted to watch, but you didn't. And also <laughs> World Superbikes, which uh, isn't exactly the most exciting this year. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Um, so, what have you been up to other than uh, obviously working? Uh, well, so working, looking for bits of the house. Oh, you were get you were carpet um, shopping, weren't you? Went carpet shopping, picked the tiles, uh, all that stuff. It was nice and exciting. And but today, uh, obviously, as you know, Ash. Um, the dog has basically given me a 250 quid bill because he's decided to chew my pretty much brand new coffee table that was solid oak and he has destroyed it pretty much I, so, you know what when I seen the photo in the chat I was like that's not even worth like laughing at because it's worse than the picture oh, looks as well god it just looks it's so bad and with me being an ex-carpenter when I see oak like that and it's just been ruined it just makes me Oh, it makes my skin crawl. I hate it. Because it's not like scratched. He's taken big chunks yeah. out of it as well. So it's like that is destroyed. Jacks did it. Jacks did it when uh, to a table of ours in the last place we lived. Mm. He just chewed all the legs. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, I'm not Sam. So my dog isn't dead. <laughs> but he was in a bit of trouble. He hasn't been beaten to within an inch of his life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, basically. We are not condoning beating a dog. Sam doesn't beat his dog. No. We just. We just. Yeah. Wow. Well. We take the mic. 
Let's just say he pats him on the head very hard. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he does. Um, But I'm coming to the rescue with your coffee table, so... Yes, thank you. Pretty sure I'm going to be able to solve it. We'll get some... um, We'll colour match it with some wax and I'll bring my sander. We should be able to sort it. Thanks. Man. It won't look exactly the same as what it did, obviously. <laughs> uh, but I will try my hardest, I promise. Um, Thank you. You're more than welcome. Anyway, what have you been up to? Me? Uh, not much been going on, really. Um, working, as like yourself. Um, well, you haven't. But Well, I have been. I've, you know, I've been doing stuff. No, you don't work very hard. <laughs> anyway, we're not getting into that. Um, <laughs> yeah, another public holiday, thanks to the King's Coronation. Um, I did watch it. I watched pretty much the whole thing. Um, mm. I'm not a big royalist, but I think it was pretty important to watch, really. Yeah, I mean, I did watch it, but I watched it on catch-up. I caught the highlights on Match of the Day. One thing which I found hilarious was the videos after. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a video. So when when Camilla came into the um, into Westminster Abbey, um, mm. there was these choir choir boys singing. And but the singing sounded really funny because when you listen back to it, it sounds like they were singing "Wide Backed Vagina, Camilla." <laughs> Go back and listen to it. Oh my god, you cannot unhear it once you hit once you've seen it. It's so funny. It just sounds like they're singing <laughs> "Wide Backed Vagina, Camilla." That is it. You cannot <laughs> unhear it once you've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. I'll have to send you the video. Um, yes, please do. It's it's really funny. Mm. Um, apart from that, not a lot. We were obviously arguing. We had an argument, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did have a bit of an argument. A weekly argument. About where we were going to stay when we go to the British Superbikes. Yes. And obviously I'm try- I was trying to find the cheapest option, but you can't share a bathroom. No, the thing is, right, let's just get this clear. <laughs> I I don't do camping. Not anymore. I don't mind camping, I just don't like tents. So camping was out. I like a hotel, but the breakfast is important as well. So I found a Premier Inn, which was like, what, 220 quid? No, it was more than in that. Total. It was more than that. No, it was only about 220, 230. It wasn't very much. It was 260. No. Well, it wasn't at first. Uh, so I booked that. And then the next day, bear in mind that was non-refundable. Literally 12 hours later, Ash was saying, get a refund. I want to go somewhere else. I found no, somewhere no, with a hot on, tub. And you got this thing in your it. head. You are twisting it. Go on. You said, oh, my sister's staying in a luxury lodge. We can see about staying in there. No, you got into your head that it was free that we were staying there. That's why you wanted to go there. And also it got this hot tub, which is only good if you're going with your girlfriend anyway. It's a bit weird when two blokes are in a hot tub together. Nah, we could have broke that mountain the shit out of it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, you told me to cancel the hotel, which I did. And then you made me rebook it about six hours later. And then it was about 80 quid more. Yeah, the so, lodge, well done, the lodge was £100 cheaper than the Premier Inn. No, it wasn't. It was. You said it was 200 quid. Oh, no, quid. it was. It was. No, it was, sorry. But still. But you, you started was no, start there was no breakfast because there was no breakfast. There was no breakfast. And you had to share a bathroom with people. Yeah, it was like share a bathroom with six other people that I've never even met. I'm not doing that. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. That was our little <laughs> that argument. That was our little tip, yeah. Um, we got it sorted. We're staying at the Premier Inn now. Yeah, we are staying at the Premier Inn, so uh, it should be nice. And I won the bet as well. 
So I get the yeah. I get the double bed, and you would have made me sleep on the sofa bed. I wouldn't you have. I, I would have so given you the double have. bed. I'm a nice guy. Nah, not a chance. You You're would, driving. I, I can just I can just see what you would be doing. You'd get into it, and you'd be like, "Oh, nice and comfy. This we should call this game. I win." That's exactly what you would have done, <laughs> and you know it. Yes. Well, you're driving there, so... That's fine. We can, we can drive. Yeah, oh, I thought you drive. wanted to drive. I drove last time. No, you're driving. I drove last time. I'm only driving because I won the bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Right, so that's us caught, anyway. caught up then with things we've been up to. Feedback. We have had um, Big Dazza, as always, as the email bin. Big Dazza. Uh, regular as clockwork. Guessing who am I correct once again. We are really appreciative appreciative am i saying that right no oh, shit yeah uh, sure. you shouldn't read it from script just yeah anyway. uh of your loyalty Dazza, <laughs> thank you very much but we've also had somebody else email in and we don't actually know who this is we don't do we? know who it is and they call themselves ronnie b and uh i'll read out the email that they sent um i watched the world superbikes this weekend and i'd like to know your opinion does anyone really benefit from the Bautista dominance? At this rate, the season will be over by summer break, which is... That is correct. Um, surely Dorna would like a championship that goes down to the wire, which, yeah, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, given he had another off this weekend, can Johnny Ray still be considered as one of the big three in the world superbikes? Love the podcast, Ronnie B. So, um, thank you very much for your oh, cheers, email, Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah, it's, thank uh, you. Really, really nice to know that somebody else is listening other than Big Dazza. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for getting in touch. And please keep it yeah, up. Please and everybody do. else that's listening, so, please get uh, in touch. To, to your question, uh, does anyone really benefit from a Bautista dominance? I would say the only pe- person that benefits is Bautista, really. <laughs> yeah, and Ducati. And Ducati, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, all, yeah. all we ever seem to hear at the moment in the World Supers is the Spanish and uh, Italian national anthem every podium. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, at this rate, the season will be over by the summer break because he's just. Smashing I think it. it's already over. Do you reckon it's already yeah, over? It's, well, unless he has a big injury, I can't see. I can't see him losing it mm-hmm. unless something dramatic happens. Yeah. It is his to lose now. I mean, he's, but, he's he's smashing it. We can't complain. I mean, we can complain because obviously we're not finding it as interesting. But yeah, although I did put on Facebook, I replied to it when uh, actually no, it was someone else I replied to about Bautista, um, and I was saying about how boring it is now that he's just dominating. And somebody was like, "Well, you weren't saying that when Johnny Ray was winning the championships." And I was like, "No, I wasn't because he's British, <laughs> and I, I like to see British." I'd like to see either a close championship or British dominance. I don't like to see Spanish dominance or Italian dominance. I'd like to see British dominance or a close championship. Mm. Ideally both, but... But then you weren't saying that when, yeah. like, Mark Marquez was checking out on MotoGP every week. No, I wasn't saying that either. Yeah, Mark Marquez is the exception. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, yes. I mean, the only thing they can consider, really, if they want to make it more interesting, is taking the power down on the Ducati. Which they did. Which they have done already. They increased it on the Kawasaki. But obviously it's still not made much difference. No, it really hasn't. Um, mm. Yeah, I think Dorna would like that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Not with, he's just, he's, he doesn't make mistakes. He just, <laughs> he's brilliant. Yeah. He is a brilliant rider and I, can't, I still can't believe he's 39 and he's still smashing it out. Yeah. 
What about um, this other bit of a question? Can Johnny Ray still be considered as one of the big three? I, I honestly don't think so anymore. Do you know? I do. I think he's still one of the big three, I, I'll, but I'll, I'll, I can't I see him. I want him to be, but I don't yeah. think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be even hit third in the championship I've, this year. I, th- I think he'll get third, but I think he's past his best now. He's never going to improve on that. No. I think it's just downhill from here. But um, which is a shame. I mean, it's going to be Bautista's top rack and possibly Johnny Ray, or it could be um, Bassani's decent. Yeah, Bassani, or maybe even Rinaldi was actually quite good this weekend. So uh, no, I, I, I'm not a fan of Rinaldi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah once again thanks very much Ronnie really appreciate your question and if you've got any more yes. please do not hesitate to email in at podcast at bbs.co.uk um, mm. should we move on to the who am I then yes it was Sam's it last was week Sam's, wasn't it Sam yeah. sent it. I'll read out Sam's uh, I'll read out the clues again um, Big Dazza and Ronnie have both answered this one correctly uh, I was born in Belfast in 1964 in 2001, I won a race in the Netherlands on board a 250 Aprilia. I once appeared in a movie playing a sporting role alongside Scarlett Johansson. Extra point if you know the movie title. So the answer was Jeremy McWilliams. But I believe both of them had to email, uh, both had to Google what the movie was. Um, oh, and okay. the movie was, what was Under it? the Skin. And I even had to google that because i hadn't a clue never even heard of neither that neither have one. i i mean i think it <laughs> i don't think it was anything massive i, I don't know mm. but, uh, the thing is i kept messaging sam for clues i was like well is he now an actor or was it a one-off thing and like i was asking him loads of questions and i thought this is a bit unfair because the listeners can't ask more questions so i'm gonna not do that in future mm. i'm only gonna go by the clues that we've been given yeah that's fair enough but yeah, I, I didn't get it, and I was kicking myself a little bit. I, I didn't even. But never mind. I didn't even know who it was without googling that one. Mm. Um, so well done for getting it correctly, Dazza and Ronnie, and obviously me and Chippy are shikes. We didn't get it. <laughs> um, mm. And this week's who am I? Which was my turn. And obviously, last time I did it, even though I was really proud of it, you and someone like, oh, it was a bit shite. So. Um, I decided to go for something a little bit easier this time, and here come the clues. A little bit easier. Well, it's a lot easier. That's what I mean. You know, like I can't win. It's to be too fair, hard or it's the too first easy. two, the first two clues, I was like, oh, I'm struggling with this one, and then he gave the last clue, and I was like, right, I got it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did think when I when I put that, I thought, yeah, that's pretty much a giveaway. But anyway, mm. I'll I'll give the clues. Um. His first GP was in 1983 in South Africa. Uh, he has raced in the Isle of Man TT and owned a racetrack school, uh, sorry, a race school at Donington Racetrack. So I'll say him again. First GP was in 1983 in South Africa. Good clue. Has raced in the Isle of Man TT. Another good clue. And owned a race school at Donington Racetrack. And then the worst clue ever. Just you may as well just say the name. <laughs> no, not saying the name. <laughs> not a chance. Um, if anyone uh, would like to contact us and email us with uh, with a guest uh, guess, you can do that at podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. Um, if you don't want to leave your name, you can leave a pseudonym. 
uh, please make it wacky if it is a pseudonym because it'll be funny. We we've got we've had um, what was the one we had before which we thought was really funny. Harvey, Harvey Price. Price. Yeah, we've had Harvey Price. He, he's an avid listener. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter. Just search the Big Bad BS or one word um, in the search, and you'll find it. And you can always leave a comment on YouTube or our Facebook group. The Facebook group tends to be the more popular one, and the one we probably yes. monitor more than the others. Um, if you have to Google those clues this week to get the who am I, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a pretty easy one this week. So if you Google it, oh, no, but please, please do answer if you have Googled, though. Send it in. Mm. And that's uh, that's the who am I's done then. What is next on yes. the agenda? Uh, the news. It's your turn, Chippy. Right, so uh, we'll start off. I didn't actually have a lot of news this week until today, and then everything's just seemed to come at once. So I've got a little bit. Uh, Mark Marquez will not have to serve his penalty that he got for with his crash with Miguel Oliveira in Portimao after the MotoGP Court of Appeal decided that the MotoGP steward's decision to change his penalty was illegal according to MotoGP rules. They view it as that he's already served his penalty as he missed the round in Argentina. However, they do still acknowledge that Marquez was at fault for the initial crash, which is what we've been saying for the last few yeah, weeks. it is. And that I agree that, that that is how it should be. Yeah. He was at fault for the crash, but you can't just change the penalty. Oh, hang to, on. Hang to make on. It fit. So are you changing your mind again then? Well... Because you said he wasn't at fault for the crash. I suppose technically he was. Even though he didn't do it deliberately, he just lost the front and then had to crash. So, yes, he he was sort <laughs> of... He, he crashed, but... Yeah. Right. It wasn't directly his fault. It was directly his fault. Well, not really. It really was. It really wasn't. <laughs> Anybody else would have crashed. <laughs> no, to be fair, um, like I say, uh, the Hondas have been having issues with... Well issues all over really but they have had issues with locking on the front so mm. yeah it it was his yeah. fault but I think it was his fault due to technical issues let's put it yes. that way exactly yeah let's let's agree let's with that agree with that but I absolutely agree um he shouldn't have to serve his penalty because they were doing yeah. it wrong it's as simple as that yeah if they hadn't worded, you can't just change no, it you can't just change it because you've worded it wrong you know mm. They they screwed up, so next time yeah. they won't screw up because, yeah. Mm. And as long as they've learned, yeah. And he's it's not like he's going to be fighting for the championship this year anyway. I don't think probably not, especially not on that Honda. No, and especially because he keeps breaking the bone every five minutes. It's just well, I'm blaming Honda more than <laughs> Mister <laughs> <Mr>. Glass. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah. So at least that's all been sorted now, and it's yeah. Done so he's free to race with no penalties from now on. Yeah, until the next crash. <laughs> anyway, another bomb. Danilo Petrucci is replacing Enea Bastianini for the Le Mans Grand Prix on the Fatra Ducati as Bastianini uh, continues to recover from a shoulder injury. 
Oh. I think that's good news. It was nice to see him back. I like Danilo Petrucci. <sighs> I don't think he's he's done a lot in World Super. He really but... hasn't. I was expecting more from him, to be honest. But I think he'll he'll still be all right on the Ducati. I think. Yeah. And, uh, and that's at Le Mans. Um, Le Mans. I don't think he'll be podium, but no, no. I think he'll be sort of like top seven or eight. Well, I think Hopefully. you're pushing it at that as well, to be honest. I don't know. He, well, he rode for the factory Ducati, and it wasn't that long ago, really. Yeah, but where was he coming at that point? Because I didn't see much of that season. Uh, he, he got the odd... Did he get a win? win or two, maybe? Mm. He got a few podiums and that. I don't think he'll do much, but... Um, I don't think he will, but it's nice to see yeah, him back. Yeah, It'll be interesting him. to see how he gets on in the uh, sprint race because he's criticised the one in World Supers. He doesn't like it, does he? Well, then he's but now it's back in MotoGP. He's probably not back gonna, in MotoGP. He's probably not going to like it there, then. He's, is he really? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he gets on with that. But he's on the Ducati, so he might pull away. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's very good. Yes. Hmm. Another bomb? Hmm. Uh, I don't like this bit of news. Alvaro Bautista has re-signed with the Factory Ducati <laughs> team in World Superbikes for 2024. Of course he has. Yay. <laughs> uh, but on the back of this, apparently, and this is a rumour, uh, Toprak has rejected a deal with Yamaha and is in talks with BMW. But I don't really see this happening. I really, but if it did... I really hope not. I hope it doesn't. I think he's suited to that. Yamaha. I just think if I just think if he, I, I know BMW obviously doing well in uh, British Superbikes, um, mm. but in the World Supers they've never really done anything. They're nowhere, yeah. And I, just, I think that'd be a really bad move for Top Rack, even though yeah, Yamaha isn't at its best at the moment. He can ride that Yamaha. He's he yeah. he knows that Yamaha inside and out. Um, mm. And I, I think it would be much better for him to stay at Yamaha, really. But if he did go to BMW, they'd have, assuming Toprak and uh, Scott Redding as their riders, they wouldn't be able to blame the riders for not getting results. They'd have to blame the bike, because you've got two riders as good as them. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. And That's assuming Scott Redding stays. I think he's got a contract. Didn't he have a four-year contract, but he could... I think after two years he could pull out of it. I can't remember it's mm. something like that, but I'm pretty sure he's he's got a ride for next year there. So, if they had that rider lineup, there is no way they could blame anybody other than the bike. Yeah, I mean, with Top Rack doing so well, though, it's surprising that he's not been offered deals with like Ducati as well. Yeah, or even you know Kawasaki. Mm. But yeah, or I've, even going up to MotoGP. I think you should stay with Yamaha at the moment. I think that's I a do really, as well. I think really that's his best. Move. Yeah, it's his best option to stay with Yamaha. And then Alvaro yeah. on the Ducati. That was bound to happen. Great. Bound oh, to no, happen. It's boring, isn't it? <laughs> this is why. <laughs> Just retire. This, you're 39. This is why I used to find GP. I found G, started to find GP a bit boring because of Marquez checking out all the time. Constant, yeah, but I like Marquez. Yeah, but constantly looking, like rooting for second place, it was just crap. Do you know what though? Like back when I used to watch Formula One, I used to like watching Michael Schumacher dominate because you you just knew you were watching like the best rider ever, or arguably one of the best riders ever. Yeah, he was class. just dominating, and 
it it was good to see. You're thinking you're watching probably one of the best riders ever. Sorry, drivers in the peak of his career. I kind of like. I felt like that with Marquez, the goat. Um, Rossi, the goat. Um, yeah, it's it's one of them in it, but yeah. I don't like Marquez. So. <laughs> yes. Anyway, another bomb. Yeah. Tom Sykes and Kawasaki Puchetti Racing have announced their split 12 races into their partnership. 2013 champion Sykes will return to BMW temporarily, appearing on the M1000RR machine during this week's two-day test at Mizano, as well as races until Michael van der Mark has fully recovered from his injury. Now that's not really a surprise. I'm pretty sure actually I might have... I don't know if I said it on the podcast or if I just said it to you two that... I can't see him last until the end of the season on that. I thought he'd last a bit longer, I'll be honest, but I couldn't is, see them too. he can't race time in, because he sets off on it and yeah. it just breaks. The thing is, I don't think it's always the bike that's the problem. I, I, but it's got to be. He's old, uh, yeah, he's past he, it. Alright, yeah, he's he's getting on. He's not as good as he used to be, I agree with you. But to, to not be able to go out there and do, like, however many laps in a sprint race or in a race, the bike should be able to get round regardless of your skill level. Yeah. No, I get that. And to be honest, BMW have probably made a good call there with his experience and obviously he's raced from before, yeah. putting him in for Van der Mark. But I, I don't know. I think the end of this season, Tom Sykes needs to be like, look, I need to retire. Do something yeah, else. He, maybe he will do. Um, but run a team or something. That, that Become a pundit. Out, do something else. Kawasaki's absolutely atrocious. Like it's so bad. Mm. I mean, I yeah. don't. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So he's on the no, I, uh, Rocket BMW, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I will. I'll look forward to seeing him in the next race. Then actually, if he's going to be on the uh, BMW, because at least he might be a bit further up the board. I don't think he will. Well, at least, I think right, he'll still he'll, be hovering around the same area. He'll finish a race then, at least. He, yeah, he might finish a race, <laughs> but he'll still be down with Eric Granado and Hafi Shirehin, or whatever his name is. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Next bit of news. Uh, now, I don't normally put rumours into the news, um, but I've put this one in. Apparently, Alicia Spargro has hinted that he'll be leaving MotoGP at the end of the 2024 season. And he's won in a testing role. Uh, now, I think it's something to do with the sprint races and the amount of workload that they've got on on weekends now. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he's he's wanting to take a step back and probably realises he's never going to win a championship. He's probably done what he can. Uh, but I think if he became a test rider for Aprilia, I think that'd be that'd be good for them. Good it, for it him. Would, but if, if that's, that's a pretty big rumour. I'm surprised he's wanting to throw the towel in because he's not that old. No, I don't actually know how old he is. Is he like thirty odd? Mm. Early thirties. I mean, he's still when he's when he's qualifying in that. He's still up there. Yeah, he's he's good. He he could definitely. Well, I mean, it says at the end of twenty twenty four, he might be crap by then. But mm. he is a massive he, baby, uh, though. Yeah, he whinges he does a lot. Cry doesn't he? a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's very um, he's very professional. Mm. Like when you see him, he takes his training and everything really serious. But, it, you know, you watch that um, Mark Marquez documentary. I'm pretty sure he was the only rider that came up and kind of wished him luck and that. And 
mm. before he had his operation. So he's a nice guy, but he's very competitive and very professional and very whingy. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. That that is a bit of a shock, really. I would have thought he would uh, he would he would keep going. Mm. Also, as a family man, and he? he's got like wife and kids and that. Maybe is maybe with these younger lads coming up. Mm. But then you've got you know mm. Maverick Vinales. He's got a young family as well. True. He's not talking about. I think a lot of them are settling down. Actually, yeah. I think once so, yeah. I don't know. I think once people have kids, they lose that edge a little bit. Yeah, they do because they've got something. But then it kind of opens up to who who would replace him? Would it be Miguel Oliveira? Because I mean. He's had a lot of bad luck this year, but he's done well in the races he has been in on that other Aprilia. I think anybody that slots into that Aprilia it would be it would be good for them because that their Aprilias are going really well. Yeah, they are. Um, they are going really well, and I'd say if anything, they were the ones that could match, possibly even match speed with the Ducatis. Mm. They don't seem to pull away from them as much. I think they're on a par at the minute with KTM. Mm. I'm I'm freaking loving KTM at the moment. I can't wait. Cannot wait for the GP. Yeah, we know after last week. (laughs) (laughs) You had your little KTM fantasy last week. Uh, Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Anyway, the last bit of news. Yeah. Uh, Nice bit of news to finish on. Johnny Garness, as we said last week, he had a massive head injury, uh, bleeding on the brain and all that, but he's now been discharged from the Santa Maria Hospital in Lisbon, and he's on his way back to Devon. Uh, however, he's not allowed to fly, due to the damage sustained to his ears, and uh, potential complications with air bubbles in his head. Apparently some peripheral paralysis on his face, on the right-hand side, due to nerve damage. Uh, I think I read earlier that they're hopeful that that will get better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're all really happy that he's on the mend, and obviously we wish him all the best. Yeah, absolutely. It's really good um, news that he's he's managed to sort of recover even a bit. Yeah. Um, so he's in Santa Maria. So he's going to have to drive home then, or get driven. Yeah, I think so, or ferry yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to take a while. But uh, there was the I don't, I don't know, is it like the junior GP or something? I can't remember that him and Casey O'Gorman racing on the same team. Uh, apparently Casey O'Gorman had quite a big crash as well. Yeah. Not 100% sure on this, but I'm pretty sure he had quite a big crash this weekend, but he'll bounce back. He's, again, a good lad. Yeah, the Casey O'Gorman, that's the... Uh, is that the Irish lad? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But is, is that the one we, we stole? <laughs> yeah, that's the one we've claimed like, as oh, our he's, own. He's British, well, he's not. <laughs> and it's like, well, he is now. <laughs> he, yeah, he's British. He races in, you know, on the British circuit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he speaks English, so we've claimed him. <laughs> <laughs> Sam will be raging listening to Oh, this. no. Yeah, he's... he's back next week, though, I think. But unfortunately, I won't be here, so... Oh, great. So I've got to do the podcast yeah. with the Führer. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to have to miss next week, because... In fact, I might have to miss a few weeks, because I'm, uh, I'm busy with work. So... I, I am st- I'm still the... The, the OG haven't missed one yet. You're the only one that will be like 100. percent Yeah, 100 percent attendance. In all the episodes. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Well, I suppose is that the end of the news? You got any more news? 
Uh, that is the end of the news. It's the end of the news. I suppose we bit get into the World Superbikes then. Yes, but obviously, as I said earlier, I haven't watched any of it, so this is kind of news to me, what Ash is going to say. So I haven't really got much of an input. Yeah, I know, which is difficult for me, because I've sort of got to go off my notes. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I was a bit busy. You could have watched them. I, if I... Do you know what, if it was the British Superbikes or the MotoGP, I would have found time. I'd have made myself exactly. watch them. But yeah, I was thinking, it's the World Supers. It was actually quite good. I know exactly who's won before I've even watched it. <laughs> so, I just didn't bother watching. Fair enough. I should have watched the highlights, though. I should have watched Yeah, the you could have at least watched the highlights. Um, I did watch most of the races. I think I missed a couple. Um, one being the last uh, Supersport 300 race. I did watch the first Supersport 300 race and uh, it was quite funny because during um, qualifying they were all out there mm. and they were scrapping as they do, even though it was qualifying. It's like Moto3. Um, yes. All the riders got told to come in and there was uh, FIM stood there and I, somebody else as well. I can't remember who it was exactly because I didn't catch all of it. But they were basically all stood in a massive semicircle and getting a massive bollocking about dangerous and irresponsible <laughs> That's riding. That's good, though. It is good, but it's kind of like... It's about time. It's like teaching them to suck eggs. They're racing, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, but the thing is, it's been happening for a few years in Moto3, and it needed something like that to happen. They just needed pulling in, have their heads banging together, and say, stop messing about with this looking for a toe thing, just get on with it and put in a lap time. I say this, and I'm a massive Mark Marquez fan. But... <laughs> Who knocks into everybody? <laughs> well, I was thinking more about getting a toe and qualifying, but yeah. It, it, yeah, I think they were right to do that, and hopefully it's taught them a bit of a lesson. Well, they didn't. They got told if, if they don't, um, if they didn't sort it out, then they would get, they'll be getting pulled in again. So they went yeah. back out there and obviously they didn't get pulled in again, but he must have been watching them like a hawk. Yeah. It, was, it was funny in a Good. way. It was funny to watch because they all looked like just, you know, like at school when you get a bollocking off the teacher. <laughs> it just looked like that. And they were all just sort yeah. of stood there with the helmets in their hands like, yeah, sound, can we go back to racing now? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that happened yeah. Uh, in the qualifying, um, which then... Um, brings us into the first race so um forgive me uh, if i'm not pronouncing these properly because i'm shy at pronouncing stuff but uh first was ruiz second desora mm-hmm. and third was Jenai. Uh, i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right so that was who came in third second and third at the very start okay the the lights obviously went green, and again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. <laughs> is it uh, Ruben Biesman? Is that right? I'd say Biesman. Usually, when it's an I and a J like that together, they're oh, usually right. Dutch, and it's like a what? It's like a Y. Ruben Biesman. So it's like uh, Biesman, right at the start. I, I don't know. Not hundred well, percent sure. Well, if but, anybody yeah. uh, knows actually how to pronounce his name, please email in and let us know. That'd be great. Um, so he jumped the lights at the very start. And, and like you did see him, he was he was he was a fair way back anyway. He, I don't think he was going to be fighting for a podium or anything, but he stalled the bike mm. um, when he jumped at the start, and it put him really really far behind. Like he was struggling to get it started, 
But because he jumped... Oh, he properly stalled yeah, it. Yeah, like he full-on stored it, and everyone had set off, oh, and he was just like no. looking down at his bike, and I was like, ah, oh, what are you doing? Was he... How... He wasn't near the front, was no, he? No, no, I think he was like third oh, row. Oh, God, see, from, I hate that. Third, third row from the back, I think. Oh, okay. So see, I hate it when somebody stalls in there, like right near the front, yeah. just watching like 20 other riders <laughs> try and avoid him. It, oh, I hate that. So he jumped it, um, and obviously he was really far behind. He eventually got going. But because he jumped mm. at the start of the lights, he got also got a long lap penalty on top of that. And I think that's really, really harsh because he'd already stalled it and he was nowhere near. I'm I'm talking like 20 seconds. That is harsh. He was 20 seconds behind everybody, like the the rider in whatever place they were. And then as he got riding Mm. around, it was like came up on the screen. Long lap penalty issued for jumping the light. So (laughs) not only was he 20 seconds behind everyone, he also had to do a long lap penalty. Um, which was awful for him. I felt sorry for him. Um, then uh, Perez Gonzalez also had a long lap penalty to serve, and that was from what I was speaking about before with the controversy in the qualifying for dangerous and irresponsible oh, yeah. riding. So uh, he had a uh, long lap penalty to serve, which he did. There, there mm. was a huge crash not long after that, for number 41 Raphael I think it was um, a really really big crash and he was like sort of on the ground and they do that thing when they pan over with the freaking camera um, not, not, oh, not, not knowing what's wrong with them but anyway it came off, the camera went off and then um, there was talks of a possible red flag and then uh, you know even because it was so early on but he got up and walked away so the they just cracked on with the race. Which mm. usually when it's that early on they tend to start it again, but they decided to Yeah. They decided to not bother. And then not long after that crash, there was another crash and that involved five riders, which included uh Zinka Kagi <laughs> I'm trying to pronounce these names though, I just sound like an absolute idiot. Uh Luca. See bright right. and oh. yeah, and Vener- the only Venerable, I believe oh, I can't pronounce them. Do apologise. I'm going to start learning these names. Uh, all the riders were okay, but yeah, they were, <laughs> one went down and just took out the rest of them. <laughs> it was like oh, it was annoying. like Skittles. Poor Fenton Seabright. I know. Yeah, he's doing really well as well, and each all got wiped out. But yeah. it's it's Super Sport 300. It was a fairly standard race, but it was really scrappy as usual, um, which was really fun to watch. And what I was thinking as Good. I was watching it is, you know when last week you said about the Women's World Superbike Championship? Yes. Are they, What kind of bikes are they going to be? I, well, I did tell you. like, what, it, They haven't come out with a specific brand. No, but... But they've said it's... Um... They're all going to be like one make, so they're all going to have exactly the same. Yeah, so it'll be like, like the Red Bull like in Moto Two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're going to be they they reckon sort of like medium capacity, so like six hundred cc probably something like oh, that. All right, that's not so bad then. I just wondered if they were maybe going to use yeah. the three hundreds. No, I, why, why would you think that? What because they're women, they can't handle pressure. No, I'm just wondering. Sorry, not not the pressure, the uh, the the power. 
Well, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just mm. saying... Now he's been sexist. I'm not being sexist at all. <laughs> Stick them on oh, thousands. Let's just watch them all pile up. I don't care. <laughs> pile up? Well, so you think if they have too much power, they're going to crash. If they, they should all be on 300s, like you said. No, the vibrations would be too much for them. They'll have to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I do hope they get some decent bikes and they can they can do yeah. a championship. I think that I saw something about Aprilia... I, I can't remember now. I might be making this up. RS750. I don't even know if that is a bike. I might have made that up. But something like that. Is that a bike you've ever heard oh, of? Oh, sorry? RS750 Aprilia? All right, okay. Or RS... RS six hundred something like that. I can't remember now. Oh, that'd be cool. Again, I'm making this. Up. I don't know the motorbikes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that pretty much sums up the uh, the three hundred race. Um, mm. Like I say, it was just a fairly standard race. Bit of crashing, bit of controversy in qualifying, but it was good to watch. Yeah, better than the World Supers. No, no, no. See, the World Supers I actually really enjoyed. It was decent. Even though obviously it's the usual winners, but yeah, so winner, uh, yeah. So first place was Bautista. Um, uh, who could have guessed that? Second place was Top Rack, and third was Johnny Johnny Ray. Um, mm. like, and that's what cost me my double bed in the Premier Inn because <laughs> we had a bet of who was going to finish highest, but we weren't allowed to say Bautista because obviously we would have both picked him. Uh, so it's basically between Toprak and Johnny Ray, but I let Ash choose first, and he went with Toprak. To be fair, I'd have probably picked Johnny Ray anyway because of they had a bit more uh, of a rev limit this weekend. So I was kind of hoping Ash hadn't read that, <laughs> uh, but no, it, unfortunately, I lost. Yeah, but then I looked at the results from the previous year, which I thought was the race. It turned out it was freaking testing. So then mm. when I picked Toprak, I was like, "Oh, Toprak was first. Yeah, let's go with that one." <laughs> and then it was like. What are you on about? Top Rack wasn't first. And then yeah. <laughs> so I, I went on the testing results from last year. Uh, mm. So, I, But I ended up winning. So I get the double bed. Hooray for me. I'd have given it to you anyway. No, you fat. Such a lie. Such a lie. You, you, you wouldn't have fit in the single bed. Well, um, who knows? Maybe I would have. I'm doing this, this thing, by the way, everybody. Um... I'm doing this positivity thing where I'm trying to be more positive <laughs> and Chippy keeps throwing these things at me. He's calling me fat, lazy. I've seen it as a challenge. He's basically seen just... it, yeah, as a challenge to try and get me to break. But anything that he gives to me, I try and turn it round and put a positive spin on it. <laughs> <laughs> because usually I'd be like barking at him and trying to rip his head off. Yeah, but but I will win. I'll just keep winding you up to the point where you do break. Yeah, but then I, I might break you. I don't know. I might end up having to bury you or something. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be careful with that. Uh, so let's get into the uh, first race then. The of the World Supers. Uh, there mm. was uh, the, obviously lights went green. It was a great start for Johnny Ray, uh, but. Bautista and Rinaldi, like literally Ray had set off and he was in front of them both, but they were just them Ducatis, they're just they're just so quick and they, mm. they, they overtook him straight away and took the lead, which was a real shame because I wanted Johnny to do well yeah. obviously not too well in that race because I wanted to win the bet um, 
Top Rack and uh, Locatelli were also in the mix. Uh, they were literally at the back of that group. So at that point, it was Batista, Rinaldi, Ray, uh, Top Rack, and Locatelli. Um, Top Rack was he made a really really good block pass on Locatelli. It was coming yeah. round, uh, coming round a bend, and he just came out of nowhere. It was a real gutsy move, and I was thinking, shh, it's going to knock him off. But luckily, Locatelli saw him and gave him a bit of room. But literally, as mm. they set off, that's when it started to rain a little bit. There was only a few spots of rain right. in the air. Um, Alex Lowe's, he was, uh, he actually finished in eighth position, and I thought that was really good mm. because he had a really, really bad off in qualifying. And absolutely, pretty much told his bike. So to say that yeah. he was managed to finish eighth was really good. He was definitely you could tell he was definitely trying. Mm. There was also a couple more crashes. There was um, Koenig crashed out early on, and uh, Granada right. also did. He had a really really bad crash at turn eleven. Race was yeah. red flagged. Everyone had to return to the pits, and once again, the cameras doing what they do. And they're still filming the riders when they've gone down, and it's it's really bad. And one day they're going to film them, and the riders not going to be okay. Well, the thing is, it was even even at the point where they were like, right, all the marshals were there, medical team was there, but then they're showing being stretched off into the ambulance, and it's like, why why, yeah. why do we need to see that? I don't know. Uh, it's just one of them things that they're going to carry on doing because I suppose people are going to talk about it. We're talking about it now. Yeah, I suppose, and you know. But it, it's it's. I just yeah. think it's unnecessary. Should give the riders I some do. dignity, and yeah. But he was taken to the a nearby hospital in Barcelona, so we hope he's okay and makes a, a quick yeah. recovery. It was really really bad off though. It's a bloody big. Well, it's a bit of a high side, and he just fucking slid straight into the barrier. Yeah, not nice to see. Um, on the I've um I've messaged Sam by the way. Yeah. Um, because he's just asking how the recording's going, so I just said, yeah, it's decent. Just doing it now. Anything you want us to say? Have you seen his reply? I'm I'm not saying it. <laughs> Hang on, let me have a look. <laughs> So Sam has decided to um, uh, put two comments to pass on, which is Marquez is shit, and Tom Sykes should retire. So that's that's Sam's input. Yeah, nothing like hey everyone, be back to see you soon. Be good to get back on the pod and that. No, it's just yes. Nine. <laughs> just that. <laughs> Uh, what, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. what's this thing this week with Sam, by the way? I can rip him while he's not here to defend himself. With this texting thing, where he, he's uh, worked out that you don't have to tap the screen to type, you can just swipe your finger yeah, across the letters. You've been able to do that for years. Out. Yeah, but it's... It, I don't I don't think it's any better. I prefer typing normally. I think it's but he's, nails to do it swiping. He's, he's getting very overexcited about this new way of being able to text. That he's just looking for things to say just so he can use it. <laughs> it's very strange. If if you don't know what we're on about, basically, if you on an iPhone at least, instead of typing like I don't know bikes, like B I K E S, all you do is start your finger on B and then just drag it to I to K to E to S and then let go and then it works out what you're trying to say. 
And Sam seems to think this is incredibly exciting. <laughs> but <laughs> but it takes more time to swipe than it does to type it. Yeah, it does. And also, if you mess up or it doesn't recognise, then you've got to delete the whole thing and then just write it again anyway. It's very Anyway, sorry, that's, I've gone completely on a tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> Sam interrupting us. Yes. Um, so, yes. yeah, obviously, we hope he makes a good recovery. And, um, yeah, please stop recording riders coming off. Make sure they're okay first, mm. then go back to recording. It's literally yeah. one quick radio procedure. Are they all right? Yeah, yeah sound it, right. We'll put the cameras back on them. It's all it takes. Yeah, even show the replay. Even if it's a massive crash, show us the replay as long as the rider's okay. Yeah. Uh, so on the race restart, the Ducatis again, great start. No shock there. Johnny mm. Ray gets pushed back, unfortunately. Um, pushed quite far back. I think it was like eighth or something like that. Bassini had a really, really, he had really good pace very early on, and he moved into second place. Like he went straight into straight in front of uh, Ronaldi. Um, mm. But then uh, the reason he drops back is because during the race, Ronaldi around the corner, he went up the inside of him and gave him a little shove, uh, which right. knocked Bassini off course. And I was thinking, oh, that was a bit naughty. That like that. There's there's race incidents, and then there's like. You know, you know, you shouldn't be taking that yeah. line. Obviously, Ronaldo did did it and knocked him. And I was waiting for a, uh, something to come up about there being a penalty for him given to Ronaldo. Mm. But before that could happen, Bassini makes a move to get back in front of him and completely knocks Ronaldo off. <laughs> but it was like it's one of them where it's like, yes, it was the racing line that he was taking, but he got a long lap mm. penalty for it. Didn't this all kick off? And by the way, it's, it's, you said it like three times, and it's Bassani, isn't it? Not Bassini. Anyway, um, didn't it all kick off? Didn't Ronaldi say that Bassini was like an... Am- oh, I've said it again because I was reading your the way you've spelt it. Bas- hang on, I'm going to correct it because it's going to annoy me. Bassani. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't he say that Bassani uh, was like an amateur or something like that? And that he's yeah, he's not good enough had, or something. But yeah, he's a, consistently beating him. Yeah, yeah, he had a bit of a um, a little bit of a tiff about it, did Ronaldo. But yeah. to me, it did look a little like a little bit of a re- revenge pass. Um, yeah, and that's you know fair enough. Like obviously, you know Ronaldo knocked him, Bassani knocks him, and yeah, he came off. But the big problem for mm. Pisani is, is he was looking for that ride at the foot on the full factory Ducati, and it's like I think he deserves it more than uh, what's his name Ronaldo. Yeah, I do as well. But how are Ducati going to look on that now that he's just come back and knocked their rider off, <laughs> cost them money yeah. with their bike? I don't know if it's helped him much. Yeah, it's probably not gone down he, well. I don't think it will have done. But Pisani uh, is a really good rider. I'm enjoying watching it. He is. I mean, it didn't, he has finished, I think, was it last year? Or maybe even the season before? He finished ahead of um, Ronaldo mm. in the standing. So I don't, I don't know why Ducati stick with Ronaldo. I mean, he's not bad, no. but there's better riders. But it was, it was just funny to watch because obviously Ronaldo knocked him and then beside him was like, oh, well, I'm not having any of that. And he just, he just took him out. Um, yeah. And then obviously Ronaldo, when he came off his bike, threw his hands up in the air, did like a sarcastic clap over to over to Vasani as he was riding away. Um but he took it he took it well to Ronaldo to be fair. He wasn't really asked about it. But I think it's because he knew he'd obviously knocked into him first, so mm. um 
Batista, as always, had checked out, and he was really fine front. It's he's, he's just yeah. he's so good. It, he it, we, is. Him and that even bike though obviously we well. don't we're not liking the fact that he's getting so far in front, he's just brilliant. Yeah, and to, they're, they're the perfect package. That Ducati with Bautista at this time, they're just the perfect. But package. it's really strange because Bautista was so sort of like mediocre in MotoGP, mm. and then he's gone to World Supers and just like <laughs> just destroyed everybody. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he just to chuck him on a bike in the GP now to see what he'd do. Yeah, maybe chuck him on a factory Ducati as a wildcard ride just to see what happens. That would be good to see, actually. I'd rather watch that than having, uh, oh, what's his name, the Ducati test rider Piro, mm. rather than just watching him going round with the GP because he never does anything. And like, I'd rather watch, yeah, Bautista. It's so much better to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I was watching the race, actually, I was listening to the um, the commentators and. Uh, so it turns out that Top Rack has had his whole seat removed from his bike. So he doesn't actually have a seat right. and he's sat on the fuel tank. All right. And the reason he's doing this is so he can get lower down when he's cornering. So there's 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 less like obviously when when yeah. you lean on a bike, you you're slapping mm. your your outside leg up against the tank and you're leaning over to yeah. put your knee down. But if you're like sat up higher, you can't get over as much, so he he said to his team, "Screw it, let's just get rid of the seat." <laughs> so it must be really, really like uncomfortable for him. His knackers must just be on fire when he's finished a race. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's sacrificing that comfort just so he can get down lower, which I think is quite funny, really. Mm. Um, Bradley Ray, he got his first three points of the season. So he took thirteenth oh, place, and good. I thought that was really good to see. And it was his only—it was only his fourth World Superbikes appearance. Um, right to yeah. say that he's come from BSB, and that's his fourth appearance, and he's—he's he's got a couple of points on the board. I think that's really good. Mm. Yeah, that—that's that's good. I mean, he's still getting used to the bike, I'd imagine, because. Yeah. It's uh, electronics, aren't there? It's all different in World Supers. I don't think there is any electronics in British, is there? British Superbikes. I'm not sure. That's your area of expertise, that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like all very limited mm. electronics, and then they go to World Supers, and there's a lot more. So, yeah, you must still be getting used to the bike. Yeah, it did really so, well, though. Was, yeah, uh, he's done I'm well. I'm enjoying watching him. I actually mm. listened to... Because um, I couldn't sleep last night, as you know, and I... Uh, went on to um, Pushing the Limits podcast and is actually um, Danny Buchan talking to Bradley Ray in one of his new uh, podcasts. So I was actually sat listening to that. And yeah, Bradley Ray sounds like a really nice, just down-to-earth bloke, actually. He spoke to me. Did he? Brad Ray actually came up to me and spoke to me a couple of years ago. Yeah. Where was that? That was... Was it Knock Hill or Cabwell Park? I can't remember. It was one of them, 2019. Yeah, he just came up to me and spoke to me. Oh. I mean, well, he, he asked where his mechanic was, and I was like, uh, don't know. And then I was like, Jesus, he just spoke to me. <laughs> yeah, fair got, enough. Got all excited. That is fair <laughs> enough. Mm. Uh, where am I? I've completely lost where I am. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe he spoke to me because we both have glasses. We're both specky. Yeah, you both weird-looking people. 
<laughs> no, no, you look, you look fine, Brad. Sorry, big old Brad. So mm. let's move on to the uh, Super Bowl then, World Superbike Super Bowl, and have a guess who won. Bautista, by any chance? Yes, it was. It was Bautista. <laughs> um, <sighs> top rack in second, and Locatelli in third. Which is, well, it's, it's, it's nice to see another rider in the top three. Double Yamaha podium, which was pretty cool as well. Mm. Um, the Yamaha seems to only be doing well in World Supers at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, well, actually saying that, it's only really MotoGP is struggling. Mm. Cause, I mean, BSB, they're, they're pretty good in as well. They won the championship last year. And they're usually up there. Yeah. But yeah, World Supers, they're good. But yeah, it's just MotoGP that they seem to be really struggling in lately. Yeah, come on, Yamaha. Sort out. Mm. So in the Super Bowl, uh, once again, there was uh, spots uh, raining in the air. Um, but not too bad. So everyone was still on slicks. Because of the because right. of the heat in Catalonia, the, the ground temperature was hot enough for, to... You know, with his spit in, it was hot enough to evaporate pretty much straight away. Yeah. So they all decided to go out on slicks. Uh, again, great starts from start from the uh, Ducati and Kawasaki teams. So they were up there pretty mm. much straight away. It was nice to see Alex Lowe's like up there as well. Um, yeah. It was also a really good start for I- Ikea Lacona, which I oh, was really happy God to sake. see because I like Ikea Lacona. I think he's cool. I don't know why you like him so much. I just, I just think he's just cool. And I like that he's did, riding a Honda, and yeah. But what did you think of his appearance in uh, MotoGP? Well, I can't remember where he finished, but I don't think he did that well. He did didn't he? do amazingly, but he stayed on the fucking bike. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he wasn't like breaking any records. Um, mm. I was also surprised to see Ronaldo sat behind Bautista in second place. In like for for the, for the start of the race because he actually got uh, an injury on his hand from race one when he got uh, knocked right. off by Bassini. He was stood there having an interview. Bassani, Bassani, sorry, sorry, fucking hell. Um, it sounds easier saying Bassini. Uh, so he was stood there like with this little like <laughs> blue gel ice pack on his hand having an interview. <laughs> it just reminded me of like back at school the school nurse was like, "Oh, you're injured. Yeah, we'll just get some ice on it, mate." <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> but I think that's when he had his little in that interview. That's when he had his little tiff about um, Bassani. Oh God, I said it right this time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he was sat behind uh, Bautista in second place. Unfortunately, uh, Loris Baz crashed out on the first lap. Um, but I believe he rejoined. There was talk about him rejoining. They didn't put it up on the screen, but they did say, "Oh, he's managed to get back on the bike." Yeah. And uh, what a surprise, Bautista checked out again. And this time... That is a surprise. This time it was by quite a bit. I believe at the end of the race he had a nine-second gap. Oh, it's just boring, Nine-second. Yeah, but like I say, Marquez was doing this. Yeah, but I like Marquez. Yeah, I don't why really don't, why like, don't you like um, Bautista. Bautista? I, I don't know. It's just something about him. I just, I don't know. I don't feel that bond with him. Fair enough. I don't look at him and think I really like well, him. Well, this is like with me with Ikea Kona. Like, you don't get it, but I just think he's cool. And Alex Rins. I really like Alex Rins. You seem to like really average riders. I like an underdog. 
Underdogs are cool. <laughs> Very average. Um, yeah, he's just, Bautista's just looking unstoppable at this point. Yeah, I could just see him. I think he's, yeah, like you say, he's pretty much won it already. Mm. Alex Lowe's, uh, he, um, he held his place well in sixth position. That's where he finished. It was a fairly standard race up until the third lap, and that's when the rain started coming down, and I mean, like, properly. Right. So, obviously, everyone's tyres are a bit worn, well, a lot worn at this point. <laughs> the rain starts falling, but this made it really, really excited because all of the leaders started to slow down, and a lot of people were exchanging places really rapidly because some were just giving it that little bit more than the others. And uh, Top Rack was still breaking, like out breaking everybody. Nobody would dare break like Top Rack does, um, which was really, really cool to see. Unfortunately, on the very last lap, and uh, I was obviously I was rooting for Johnny, but Johnny Ray lost his front end. Uh, coming right. down the straight, and he was up on the left, ready to take the corner. But top, he knew Top Rack was behind him. Top Rack came in to outbreak Johnny, and obviously Johnny thought, right, he's going to go past me. There's nothing really I can do. So he gave Top Rack a bit too much room. And when you watch, right, okay. when you watch the replay, Johnny's front tyre hits the white line, obviously because of the rain, because uh. of the tyre wear. He literally touched that white line for a second, and boom, front end just went down, and Johnny just went in a straight line across the gravel. Oh, that's a shame. It is, because obviously no points. Um, was Johnny going to be up there as, you know, winning with points? Probably not, but it obviously sucks for him because he was wanting to get the points. Um, I think yeah. he would if he, if he. I don't think he would have got second like Top Rack did, but I think he would have definitely held it on in third if he'd managed to stay on. And that was on the last bloody lap. Yeah. So sorry, Johnny, but that's racing. <laughs> not that he's listening. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, yes, like I say, it was a really exciting finish. Uh, Bautista, Top Rack, and Locatelli on the podium. Double Yamaha. Um, but I th- it was so close, and I mean so close, between Ikea Lacona and Locatelli at the very end, across the line. Uh, Lacona got fourth, which I was really, really happy to see. He really, really pushed it, but oh. why do you like the Quona so I much? Like him, but I tell you what, if he'd have got a podium, that would have been like, how long has it been since a Honda's been up there? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, so yeah. to say he finished fourth was how far it was class for him, but it would have been good to have seen him up there on the podium. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that was probably the most exciting race of the uh, race of the day, really. Yeah. Um we're gonna move on to the Supersport race, race two. And now I haven't got much on this because not a lot happened really. But what happened to Supersport race one? Um not a lot happened in that either. And I don't So you just didn't take any notes for that well, one? because I I kinda I was on and off watching that one. Right, okay. So, so I, I don't actually know the results of that. Do you know where Taz McKenzie finished? No. Brilliant. Well, I'll Google that yeah, after. Well, you can look it up while I'm talking about this. Um, okay, so I'll look at it now. The World Superspot Race 2. Again, please forgive me for the names. Um, Sofalaglu. Is that how you say it? 
That is definitely not how you say it. You've put sofa log glue. It's not sofa, it's just sofoglu. Alright, sofoglu, there we go. Igloo. He's in an igloo. Sofa log glue. <laughs> it's like phosphorus. <laughs> phosphorus blows up. Uh, he was first, Manzi was second, and Schrotter was third. Um, at the very start of the race, it was a really great start by uh, Caracasulo. And he got in front of uh, Balega really, really early on, which was mm. uh, good to see because obviously Balega's on the Ducati, so we're, we're kind of wanting to see other people win over the Ducati at the moment. Yeah, John McPhee, he was back in twentieth place, which was a real shame to see. Um, he managed to climb up to fifteenth, and he was in the he was in the place to be within points. But then yeah. he crashed out of the race and he couldn't continue. Um, uh, I've just got the results here. Sorry to interrupt. Of race one. Yeah. Uh, so Taz McKenzie finished last. Uh, or last of the finishers. Uh, Harry Truelove, he was 24th. There's 27 finishers, so Harry Truelove was 24th. We've got John McPhee finished 19th. Uh, Tom Booth Amos finished 13th. Hmm. So the Brits didn't do amazing no. in the first race. Who won? Uh, well, take a guess. Belega. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember that. Of course he did. He's on a Ducati. Mm. Second and third. Uh, Schrotter and Sofoglu, mm. or Sofa Loglu. <laughs> Sofa Loglu. Um, <laughs> yeah. So John McPhee crashed out. It's a real shame because. He had such a great start um, mm. to the season, and then he's he's sort of slotting back into that sort of Moto Three John McFree again. Yeah, where it's like, oh, he's in the dirt again, <laughs> which is a shame because we want to see the Brits do well. Come on, guys, let's do it. Yes. Um, it was great to see some scrappy racing from Schrotter. I do like watching Schrotter and Manzi go at it it's really really cool um, it was sort of looking like an SSP 300 race this one because everyone was really scrapping and mm. I did notice that the MV Augustas are looking really really strong against the Ducati in um, yeah but let's be honest Ducati is still going to win the championship probably yeah but you know they were they were doing really well against them it's going to be Belega. It probably is. And Bautista. Yeah. Manzi fought his way all the way up into second place. Uh, where That's where he finished. Really good to watch him and Schrotter fighting it out towards the end. During mm. the race, it looked like some, some debris actually came off uh, Belega's bike, which could have also been right. debris from the track. But towards the end, Belega had to retire due to a technical fault. So... It, Oh no, what a shame. So it, may, it may very well have been something that came off his bike that caused the issue. What's well, good he's had a retirement. Let's have a look at the standings. <laughs> oh, he's still winning. Oh, he's winning by like 30 odd points. Yeah, he's, he's still quite far ahead. Oh, he's miles ahead. I mean, he's, a, he's, he's, he's safe for another race. He could come off next race and he'd still be in the lead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there was. Uh, when, they, when they said about the debris, because you do see something. It's something like white just flings off I don't mm. know if that's what the problem was um, they never actually confirmed that but it was um, 
there was a double M- MP Augusta podium. And they were talking about Manzi having literally, like in the last lap of the race, having uh, a penalty. Um, oh. So I'm not actually sure what happened with that because, again, they didn't carry on talking about it. But um, mm. yeah, there was a there was a penalty there, uh, apparent penalty there, but didn't see. And that's basically what covers um, the second race. I'm just looking at the championship standings for each of the classes. Yeah. The top performing BMW and World Superbikes is uh, Garrett Gerloff. And I thought he was a flop this year. Scott Redding's 15th in the championship. Mm. That's bad. It is, really. Tom Sykes is last with one point, well, by the yeah. way. Alright. You love, you love sticking it to Tom Sykes, don't you? Yeah, I do a little bit, I don't yeah. Get, I don't get it. I like him. No, I don't think you do. I don't like him anymore. He's from Yorkshire, you don't like him. Yeah, <laughs> he just needs to retire. Well, so does Marquez. This is an argument we're always going to no, have. He doesn't. He, does, he needs to. He needs to. Doesn't. Don't talk wet. He does. Um, anyway, that's the matter in hand. hand. So the last race that I actually watched was um, the second World Superbike race. Right, okay. Um... First place. Wonder who won this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bautista won. So it was a, a, a three, three in a row for him again. Top rack mm. was second. Um, did really well, and Rinaldi was third. So not Johnny Ray. Well, we'll get to that. So Bautista, top rack, Rinaldi got a great start. But unfortunately, Johnny had to start back in 10th due to his off in a Super Bowl race. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, so he wasn't in the mix like he usually is. So he was he was back mm. in 10th. Um, right, so is this guy that I'm about to say now, is this the guy that you said, <laughs> oh, whatever his name is? Yes, Hafish Shahin yeah, so or something like that. I don't know how you say it. Him and Tom Sykes had a crash on the first lap. Um, I believe it was Siren that wiped out Tom Sykes, which is a real shame because, as you know, Tom has that much oh, luck Oh, because Tom was going to go for the win, no, was he? No, but it just, obviously, he's just had so much bad luck at the moment. And obviously, he's finally on thinking, oh, yeah, I might be able to finish this race. And bang, he just gets wiped out. Um, so, it's obviously not good to see. You don't care because you don't like him. But... Um, no, I don't. I, I, well, I don't know. I, don't, I can't make my mind up. So that put them both out of the race. Alex Lowe's rode really well towards the the middle of the race, and he actually set the fastest lap as well, which was good to see. Hmm. I'd say Alex was probably the the best Brit that we had throughout the weekend. Yeah. Um, but Top Rack has to have been my favourite to watch this weekend. He he just gave up hundred percent. And he can just outbreak anybody coming into a corner. I love watching him break because it's just they call him stop rack. It's don't just they? unbelievable. Like there's nobody that, that obviously I know I was uh, I spoke about Brad Binder a lot in the uh, in the last time we did the podcast. But it'd be cool to see Top mm. Rack and Binder to see who can outbreak because <laughs> they're both yeah. really good at it. Um, yeah. Uh, it was unfortunate again like you see and yeah Scott Redding's in 15th in the championship but he fell back to 19th place uh, who else fall, fell back to 19th this weekend um, oh it was Leeds United wasn't it sorry <laughs> yeah 
shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but then out of nowhere, so out of nowhere, he he went back into nineteenth, and then mm. shortly after, it came up on the screen that he'd retired. So it was apparently due to a technical fault again on the BMW. There was yeah. no shot of him beating up his bike. Like <laughs> I'm sure he was absolutely trashing it once he got back yeah. into the pits. That was quite. I love Scott Redding. I do, but I really do. Just... I, he just needs a lucky break, or he just needs to, you know, realize he's never going to be a world champion. Just come back to BSB, win a few championships there. Do you reckon he would go back to BSB? Do you not see him? I doing think he would instead. Well, maybe, but I'd rather see him in BSB. Yeah, but BSB's just like I don't know. It's it's a pretty young man's game. Is BSB really? Well, not really. Tommy Bridewell's is he leading the cha- no? Glenn Irwin's leading the championship, mm. isn't he? But Tommy Bridewell's up there, and he's like he's getting on. Mm. Well, um, Leon Haslam as well. Oh well, yeah, he's thirty-nine. Is he thirty-nine? Something 30, like that. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Ray did really well to make up a few places, but you could tell he was trying to save his back tyre. Like the way he was riding, right. he was obviously he knew he wasn't going to be up there for a podium because he started back in tenth, um, mm. and he didn't have the greatest of starts. So he was he was making up a few, but he was doing it very carefully. Uh, the best bit of that race was right at the end. Um, Rinaldi <laughs> thought he was in second position and he must have thought he had it in the bag and then on the last corner out of nowhere Top Rack managed to overtake him and pip him to the line it was like yeah. photograph finish but it was just <laughs> even I was thinking where the fucking hell has Top Rack just come from he just came out of nowhere <laughs> and overtook um, and he obviously got the second place and the last thing I have to say about that is Bradley Ray managed to finish 15th well, that's, that's all right. Which, again, it's not amazing. Hopefully he can keep improving. Yeah, hopefully he will keep improving and... Uh, and start moving up a bit more. We, but yeah, I think he'll be happy with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm. Before we get on to the BSB uh, yes. from last Monday, there was a bit I missed out on the catch-up, which uh, I will uh, talk about now. So, uh, we have all very excited to announce that we will be having Michael Russell of Russell Road Racing join us on an up-and-coming podcast. We'll be having uh, a decent Q&A with Michael, asking him plenty of questions about the up-and-coming Isle of Man TT races and his experiences on the course. And we're also very excited, and this is the bit I'm really excited about, is Michael has agreed to let us advertise the Big Bad Bike Show on all his race bikes. That's Which class. I think is... Now, I, I think we should um, just give a bit of background to him because I don't think everybody will have heard of him. No. So, just kind of give a bit of a... bit of a brief of who he is and what, what he does. And actually, what he did last year. Well, well I'll tell you what, I think you that's... crack on. Oh, all right. <laughs> he... Uh... <laughs> So obviously he's a road racer, as uh, Russell Road Racing kind of implies. Yep. But last year he became the first person ever. But I, I want to make sure I've got this right, so you might have to double check this. But he was the first person ever to race in every class in uh, the Isle of Man TT. That's correct, yeah. And it, it, in like one 
one yeah. week he raced in every he, class. He must not have had any room to breathe. Yeah, and the thing is as well, it's not like it's not like he's riding for a massive team where they can afford to, like he's, he's a privateer. Yeah. yeah, he's done that as a privateer, which I think, and it didn't get much mention. I, th- I think there's like a few articles in newspapers and stuff, but not. I don't think it got the coverage it deserved. But uh, but yeah, it'd be really good to have him on the show. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be when I'm not here. Yeah. But but you can put some. Uh, you can give us some questions to ask. Anyway. I'll, I'll give some questions, and if anybody else wants to give any questions, uh, podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. But he's a really nice bloke, yeah, and uh, it'd be good to have him on the show. And, um, I'm really I'm so excited to see the stickers that I've got made up on on his sidecar. <laughs> it'd just be so cool. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really really cool. Um, we need to get some and put it on our Facebook group. What's that? Some pictures of the stickers. Yeah, on his bike. yeah, we will do. Um, so hopefully, um, it's very kind of him to do that. By is, the way, it's yeah. basically like free sponsorship. That is massively, like, yeah. But he's, he, that's what I mean. He's just a top lad. Um, yeah, and it's going to be really cool to have him on the show to, uh, to actually have mm. a TT rider on. It's awesome. And if anybody is listening to this that is a bit of an investor or has a business. Give him a sponsor. Just, yeah. You know, cause get your name on his bike. Buy a hoodie. <laughs> buy a hoodie. I still haven't received my hoodie yet. I'm starting to get a bit worried now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that brings us into the uh, last part, which is the BSB. Well, I'll let you take over on that as well. Okie dokie. Uh, well, I'm not going to cover on this too much because it was last week. But uh, the, So, obviously, we covered the sprint race and qualifying and all that, but we recorded on the Sunday, and obviously the two second and third races on the Monday. Uh, so the second race, Tommy Bridewell won, uh, which was a very strong performance. Uh, Glenn Irwin was second, Leon Haslam third, and the third race, Glenn Irwin won, Leon Haslam second, and Kyle Ride third. Hmm. Uh, but my pick for the weekend was probably Leon Haslam. I thought he had a really good weekend. He's the only rider really in that group that hasn't won yet. Uh, but I think he's he's had a really good start to the season. He has. Considering he basically made that team sort of last minute. And he's on a BMW. Um, and he's on a BMW. I think he's done really mm. well. But I've got to say, Jason O'Halloran is not having a great start to his season. He's down in seventh, which he wouldn't have wanted that. No. Uh, but Glenn Irwin's now leading the championship on 91 points. And Josh Brooks and Tommy Bridewell, second and third, both on 87. But going back to a comment you said earlier, how BSB's a young man's game, I was just thinking of the riders. So you've got Glenn Irwin, who's he's not young, but he's not old. You've got Tommy Bridewell, who's quite old. Jason O'Halloran, quite old. Peter Hickman, quite old. Josh Brooks, <laughs> quite old. Leon Haslam, don't know if I've already mentioned yeah. him. Uh, the only one really who's young and doing really well is Kyle Ride. He's uh, actually a really good rider. So actually, if anything, I'd say it's probably an old man's game. It's an game. old man's game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I'll speak to my dad get him to join up. Mm. He's not allowed to race anymore, actually. Yeah. Why? Because Why he, he to had heart surgery. He's had a heart valve replacement. Oh, um, of course. And because yeah, he, he takes uh, warfarin to thin the blood. If he comes off and has yeah. a bad off, he's just going to bleed to death. So he's not. He's not <laughs> yeah, to. my granddad had 
Yeah, my granddad used to have to take warfarin and but stuff. But he does have a uh, he does have a track bike, so even though he's not allowed to race, there's nothing saying he can't have a track day. So yeah. he's got a, a really really nice Ninja six hundred uh, ZX six R, which is zooped up the fuck. And he takes that and just just does it <laughs> like he would race anyway. Um, yes, I mean to be honest, if I could ride a bike, which obviously I can't, I wouldn't ride on the road. I just do track days. Well, why don't you then? Because it's, it costs money. I'm buying a house. Well, yeah, but you could get yourself a cheap track bike, trailer, get it up top back at F- Fiesta, uh, uh, Focus. Right, you're doing that stupid Yorkshire accent again. But also, it's not just doing that. The nearest racetrack, really, to us is Knock Hill, and that's four hours away. It's an eight-hour round it's trip. Hours, it's not cheap. It's three. Well, it is. It's three and a half. It's not three and a half, it's three. Three hours, seven minutes. So basically four hours. Three hours, seven minutes? How yeah. is that four hours? Well, it's, it's over three hours, isn't it? So we'll just call it four. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, it's three. It's still three hours away. Yeah. You just ca- camp it's out. six hour camp round trip. Track or whatever. I'm not camping. You sent me, right, this week, you said, oh, let's cancel the hotel. I've found a second-hand tent for 100 quid. <laughs> and I bet it's stunk of B.O. and wet dog and I bet there's, like, burn marks in it. What, I bet it's stunk of campfire class. smoke. That had three separate rooms in it. We could have had a room for all our stuff. Yeah, it looks good, but you can't smell it over <laughs> Facebook. Do you remember when we picked up my sofa? <laughs> oh, my God. God, that stunk, man, of Chinese food. Yeah, but I couldn't smell it because I don't have a sense of smell. You said nothing to me, so I'm loading it into the car. <laughs> yeah, I let you buy it and then told you how bad it smelled. <laughs> Cheers for that. Um, have welcome. we got anything else to chat about, really? Not really. We could just chat BS for ages. Yeah, but we could do, but I don't think people, people want to listen to that. Um, it's yeah. been a pretty short episode this week, to be fair. Well, we've still got, what, an hour and 20? Yeah. It's not terribly short. No, I suppose. Only 10 oh, or 20 uh, minutes less than usual. Next week we've got um, the MotoGP uh, Le how, how are you pronouncing it? Le Mans. Go on, you, you say it first. Le That's not how you said it originally, but all yes, right. Le Mans. Le Mans circuit in France, and I'm really looking forward to that because out of all of them at the moment, I think the MotoGP's got me... More hooked than anything else. It's yeah, the only one where it's a bit unpredictable. Well, not really. I'd say British Superbike is probably the most unpredictable. Well, yeah, but I'd like to say I still need to properly get into that. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got the Northwest 200 on at the minute. I haven't seen any of it yet. Well, your uh, your uh, sister's currently there, isn't she? She is. With, uh, Michael uh, yeah, she sent a couple of videos. Yes. Yes, she is, but um, I think it's on BBC. I'm sure you can find out online how to watch it, but yeah, I'm sure it's on BBC well, at some point this BBC, week. So. We'll get, just pay for a TV licence. Not a chance. Well, don't watch it then. Well, I won't. <laughs> um, so yeah. I suppose that just leaves us to plug the socials. Do you want to have mm. a go this week, Chippy? You never do socials. I've never done the Why socials. Why don't you have a go? Have a crack at it. It's going to feel like an honour, this is. Right. So, if you would like to get in touch with us, uh, you can email podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. 
Uh, find us on YouTube. Just search the Big Bad Bike Show. Uh, Twitter is at the Big Bad BS. Uh, Instagram is the Big Bad Bike Show with hyphens in between each word. Facebook, just search the Big Bad Bike Show. We've got a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Uh, the group is where people interact more. That's probably our biggest thing. Uh, if you'd like to follow us individually, uh, Sam has got Twitter at Sobergasano, um, which is very strange. Very <laughs> strange name. Uh, Ash is on Instagram, is the Up North Biker with uh, underscores between. And I'm on Twitter at C underscore Ballard90, which I still haven't changed yet because nobody's given me a good idea to uh, to change my name to. Ballard. Mm. And just going back to Michael Russell, if you want to check out uh, his progress on his bikes, just look up Russell Road Racing on Facebook and Instagram and give him some support because he's, he's a good friend of the show. He is. And uh, hopefully we'll hear from him soon. And hopefully you'll hear from me soon because uh, I might not be here for the next few weeks, but... I'm sure Sam and Ash will keep everybody entertained. And I just want to put this out there now that Mark Marquez is the GOAT. End of. I won't hear anything else. <laughs> Rossi is the GOAT. Because I know they're just going to slate Mark Marquez for no, the next few weeks. No, that's not going to happen. It probably will. Ah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all from me, I think. Right, well, uh, yeah, I suppose that's it then. That is so it. So that's Sithy uh, from me. What? Sivy. Sivy. Oh, actually, just before we go, the very last thing. What? Um, Ash has finally uh, started to learn how to edit the show. So, hopefully, he'll be doing yeah, it soon. I don't think I However, will this week, I think I'm just a massive backup. If it really, really can't be done by anybody else, I'll do it. Well, I think this week it's going to be me again, which is great, because I've got two days off before I end up doing, like, four... 96 hour weeks in a row uh, but anyway well why did you cry about it <laughs> well I'm going to cry about it uh, Sidi is um, it's just a way you say goodbye in Yorkshire in Yorkshire it's like see, see you later Sidi later Sidi so Sidi goodbye goodbye